into mind a reason for this very night. For this very time. And connect it to your ultimate purpose. Run it through your mind until it becomes a strong determination. And let that very determination infuse your whole body, your whole mind. And by the very power of this determination, your body also aspires for that ultimate goal. Your mind aspires for that ultimate goal. body naturally seeks a posture that is conducive to acquiring this goal. It seeks meditative state. To be conducive, it has to be comfortable and yet stable and firm in the posture. So without trying to force the body to adopt the posture, just bring your attention to the legs and just let the legs find that posture that is comfortable and has stability. Do the same for the hands. The elbows. Let the shoulders find the place that is comfortable and stable, even relaxed. And start to feel a sense of ease, a sense of calmness descending on the body. And let your mind rest in this ever deepening sense of ease. Bring your attention to the back. It seeks stability, firmness, and comfort. Just let the back find it and rest there. Let it stay in its natural straightness. You feel the confidence that the natural straightness of the back gives you. Center your head and neck so you don't need to consciously hold them in place. Let your mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural places. conducive according to what is conducive for you. For some, being open is conducive, others closed, and yet others half opened. Whichever of these is conducive for you, adopt it and rest in there. Feel that sense of ease now all over the body. And let the mindfulness of that sense of ease stay in the background. And bring your attention now to the breath. Without any intention to control the breath, observe the breath without any intention to force the mind to focus on the breath. Observe the breath without even trying to do anything if there are distractions. Trying to do anything about them. Just know that you are breathing in as you are breathing in. Know that you are breathing out as you are breathing out.
follow the breath. Be aware of the mind following the breath. Notice the continuity of the awareness following the out-breath until it becomes in-breath. Keep following the in-breath until it becomes again out-breath. And to your intention, the intention to keep this continuity unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath. And let the awareness or the mindfulness of the sense of ease remain in the background. of the sense of ease come to the foreground. Be aware of the depth of the sense of ease in the body. How this very sense of ease is reflected in the rhythm of the breath. How it is further reflected in the quality of awareness itself. And let your intention for this experience to continue. Let that be your intention now. And recall again your motivation, your determination. Bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows, at about a prostration distance from you. While focusing in that space, 
holds strongly to the determination and invoke the presence of what is for you, the infallible means through which you will achieve your goal, your infallible guide, your teacher. Feel the bright presence of your infallible guide appearing in that space. And find within you that measure of conviction that indeed your infallible means to achieve your goal is present. Holding on to that measure of conviction in your mind, show your reverence, prostrate. of reverence, place yourself under the protection and guidance, take refuge, means to help you achieve the highest aspirations before you. Show your gratitude. In your mind, make offerings. Offer the things that make you happy, things that you own, things no one owns, things which exist only in your imagination. Admit your faults and the actions committed under their influence. Feel that intelligent form of regret. Then strengthen your faith again in your infallible guide and take refuge. Seeking protection and strength. Feel the strength of the protection given to you. You feel your own strength. And of that sense of strength, according to your capacity, make a promise to restrain in the future. And also make a promise to make amends, to do something 
as a maker, whose results will counter the negative potentials that can be continue. And due to the strength of these forces, sensitivity brought forth field protect the protection of purification. further the state of mind through rejoicing that your mind to great joy and goodness in whatever measure it exists within you in others the worldly those who are beyond the world Just let your mind observe sentient beings, look at their conditions, the suffering that they are forced to endure, the happiness that is eluding them, and naturally compassion swells within you. Embracing all beings with your compassion and love. Turn your mind again to your infallible guide. And become aware, feel how through your infallible guide you are connected to all enlightened beings. And as soon as you feel this connection, immediately make a request on behalf of these suffering beings. Ask them to come into their lives. Teach them. Turn the wheel of the Dharma in their lives, in their minds. Teach them how to truly end pain, how to find true happiness. And to remain in their lives for as long as it takes. your determination, your purpose, and dedicate the power you've gained so far to the achievement and success of your spiritual endeavors, especially what you're about to do tonight. Feel the state 
to come into the crown of your head and feel that bright presence above your head. until you feel a measure of confidence, a measure of certainty that you have been blessed. Again, contemplate that the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is actually right above your head. And you aspire to become inseparable. that form dissolves into a point of light into purely your aspiration taking the form of a point of light see that point of light descend through the crown of your head enters your heart center and there merges with your mind becoming inseparable Whatever the term being inseparable means to you, hold on to it with affirmation that you have become inseparable. to stretch your legs. 
doing the eight verses of mind training and remember the mind, tra the mind that you are training here is the mind that aspires to perfect enlightenment and these are how to train that mind and uh, eight, these, are the eight these are eight verses to help you with that training okay. so we've gone through the first verse uh, the first uh, three verses uh, the first, first verse helps you to train your mind to view sentient beings in such a way that you're always cherishing them. And with your uh, with the attitude of cherishing sentient beings, then it will be easier for you to actually aspire to a, a, a state of being where, you're, where you are actually benefiting them in an ultimate way. If you don't have that way of viewing sentient beings, if you see them as a bunch of uh, people that get, uh, get on your nerves and you want to get away from them, then you're not necessarily going to aspire to a to a uh, to a state of being where you where you will be a benefit to them, okay. and uh, the state of being a Buddha uh, is not something where you look down on others. Oh, look, I'm a Buddha. Look at those people who are not Buddhas. Okay, it's, it's not it's, it's not that kind of state of mind. If you have that kind of state of mind, that is, uh, if you're aspiring to become a Buddha because oh, I then I can then I'll be above everybody. I'll be enlightened. And they won't be. Okay. That, no matter how hard you train, no matter how uh, uh, strenuous of effort you put into that, you will not achieve Buddhahood that way. The only way you can achieve Buddhahood is to sincerely wish to w uh, be a benefit to, to others. So you have to start training your mind to get rid of the bad habit that we've developed over many lives of viewing sentient beings in such a way as uh, someone who might get on my nerves, someone I have to watch out for, someone I have to, uh, uh, you know, the other that I have to protect myself from. Okay, so you have to, it, it's, it's going to take some time, it's going to take some training to get rid of that habitual pattern of thinking. So you start, start to think of them in such a way that you start to cherish them. And then you start to think of them in such a way, in the second verse, help you to always uh, see them as supreme. So you develop a sense of true humility, where you see that the Buddhahood that you're aspiring after is not just because it, it has a better body than everybody else, and because it has a better mind than everybody else, because it, has, it is a state where you can <coughs> be of true service to others. So you, then you achieve true humility. The third verse helps you now to counter those states of mind that already exist in your mind that will counter this, uh, this endeavor. And you have to learn to watch out for them, learn to see them for what they really are, and then strain your mind in such a way that you can actually stop them with just with the force of your mind. But you begin in that gradual process. Okay. Then after becoming aware of the very things that caused you to that caused you to behave in ways that were destructive to yourself, that were that were destructive to others, then when you see others being overwhelmed by such uh, emotions, then, you then it's easier for you to develop compassion for them. It's easier for you to develop empathy for them because you know what they are going through. They're being overwhelmed, they're being overtaken by the very thing that causes pain that you used to experience. Now you're able to, now you see for them for what they are. So when you see, then the training takes you to now starting to take you out of yourself. First, work with yourself, before you go out, it's like uh, 
before you start operating on people, you have to go to school and just work and, 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 learn, and learn how to do it. So you don't just begin by operating on others and then learn as you, as you do. So what, you lose a few lives, <laughs> but you're learning. <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> It's not that way. So in the same way, uh, you should begin with yourself, developing a, an inner sense of developing a, uh, of how to relate with others. And then you actually start to relate with others, but not directly yet. So that's what this verse tells you. Uh, the next verse tells you, when you see someone who is, was like, who, 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 who is behaving the way you used to be behave, have compassion for them. They, you were like that too. Okay. And now the next verse tells you, okay, now you're ready. You have, you, you have enough uh, compassion. You have enough love that you can actually start to now re- relate directly with others. The next verse tells you, uh, so when you are... Uh, when someone mistreats you, especially someone in whom you place hope, someone whom you thought was going to re- return a benefit to you because you helped them in the past, and instead that person betrays you, that person harms you in return, and not for any, not necessarily for any reason whatsoever. That person could have no justification, no reason whatsoever. So how do you treat such a person? Because you will encounter them. If you haven't encountered them yet, you will encounter them. <laughs> okay. So how do you deal with such person? Because that person can be the key for you to lose all the work that you've done so far. So how do you, in, how do you, how do you behave in that situation so you don't lose all this wonderful work? So you're asked to uh, view that person as your precious teacher. So when someone mistreats you, when someone... Uh, uh, because the, uh, it, it could be uh, out of some jealousy or out of some, uh, some other m- uh, mental affliction that they, they harm you. Okay? So you have to learn to see that person as a teacher. Okay? And in what sense is this person uh, is your teacher? Now, don't, you know, uh, if you cannot sincerely bow at their feet while you're on the street, somebody, you know, uh, that person does that to you in the, in the open, if you cannot sincerely bow to them as a teacher, don't, don't do that as a pretense. Okay? Don't do that. That's not what the verse is asking you to do. See them as a teacher in the sense that, see that, ah, karma, that is not, what, karma doesn't, it doesn't uh, care. If the conditions are there, it will ripen. Okay? So uh, you can see it as a, that person is teaching you the laws of karma. If you haven't purified your mind, all those negative potentials that are left there, if when, the, when the conditions come, they will ripen. Even if you're already an ahat. Okay, even if you're already, uh, in, while you're walking on the earth, you're, you're in nirvana and then you, you don't have any more future samsaric life left uh, to, to experience. But if, uh, if, if uh, karma that for bad experience is still there and it finds the proper condition, it will ripen. And you hear many stories about ahats who, who, who die horrible deaths, even though they were ahats. Or you hear about uh, ahats who had uh, incredible experiences. I mean, some of them uh, sound like uh, uh, almost fan- too fantastic to believe. But the purpose of those relating those, those, uh, those events to you is not necessarily for you to buy into completely into that those, in those events actually happen. But the, what lesson are you, sp- are you supposed to draw from them for your own self? Okay? Like uh, the Ahad, for example, I forget his name. The Ahad who... No, he's an Ahad, right? He's a fully freed being. He's no longer bound to samsara anymore. He's just, you know waiting for the body to, to, to finish playing its part. And after that, he's in nirvana. He's, um, he's in a, a complete nirvana. Uh, he had, that Ahad had the, the karmic seed ripen of, not, of starving. Even though as an Ahad he cannot really experience pain of hunger the way we would experience the pain of hunger. But for some reason, he cannot find food, even if the food were to come to him, you couldn't eat it. And then you hear these beautiful stories, fantastic, I, well, 
Fantastic stories how the other because he was getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier, and then the is the the other disciples were very, were very uh, very worried uh, uh, for him, and they tried to feed him. And no matter what they tried to do, something would happen. The food would fall, and even if you try to uh, grab the food on the on the ground, I don't know something would happen. The earth opens up and swallows the food, uh, and to the point where uh, if you, even if you were to hold hold him and try to <laughs> feed them, something would happen. Like uh, a wall would suddenly uh, uh, show up and then separating him and the person who's, who's bringing the, the food to him. Okay. So, whether, I mean, uh, the, the purpose of the story is not for you to believe that those things actually happen. If you actu- believe they actually happen and they don't disturb you, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the purpose is if you have the comic seed and the, co- and the conditions come for that comic seed to ripen, it will ripen no matter who you are. Okay? That's, that, that's the main uh, uh, purpose of, uh, of, of, of having that story being related to us 2,500 years later. Okay? Okay, so uh, we're, we're now at the, 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 the verse where you see the, you see the other as a teacher. Okay? So, when someone mistreats you, think of that person as the teacher in the sense of teaching you about karma, the inevitability of karma, but also think of that person as teaching you, helping you to see whether or not your compassion is strong. This person is actually giving you an opportunity to strengthen your compassion. Okay. And, and, and such persons are rare. Okay. They are rare. Uh, the, the previous verse tells you that when you meet someone of bad nature, not necessarily who's being bad to you, but who's just being bad in, with others around, uh, around them, you can observe them from a distance and see, oh, that person is, a, is, a, that person is rare. Because it's not, it's not every thing. I mean, how many people have you encountered today? How many people were, were in the subway? How many people were in the bus? How many people were in the street? And among all these people, how many of them were a, a treasure for you? <laughs> uh, how many of them got on your nerve? So, maybe one or two, and maybe the, uh, uh, since the day is not over yet, maybe you haven't met your treasure yet. <laughs> but you've met a lot of people already throughout the day. So these people are rare, and when you encounter them, you can say they're uh, uh, they're heaven sent. They're, it's you can you know, play tricks in my or. Uh, the Buddha sent you to test, to test me to see if I'm, if I'm really a compassionate person. Because if I can be compassionate to you, I mean, it's, it would be easier for me to be compassionate to those people, the thousands of people that I saw, hundreds of people that I saw throughout the day, who didn't do anything to me. Okay? So, you can think of that person as being the teacher in that way. So, the reason I'm s- saying uh, uh, in that way, because when you, you, a lot of you already know the way how you're supposed to regard that term teacher. You're supposed to regard the teacher in the highest regard. The lowest way to regard a teacher is that this person is representing the, the Buddha. The highest way is to think that this is the Buddha himself appearing in my life teach, to teach me. Okay. So uh, the term teacher has a, a, lot, a lot of weight. Now here, it's not, it's not somebody who's being nice to you. It's not somebody who's already showing you a tolerance that you're supposed to say, oh, this is the, the, the teacher. It's easier for you to think of that person that way. But someone who is actually testing you, someone who's actually a, uh, testing whether or not you can really stake a compassionate person, an opportunity. So this opportunity is actually giving you a means to strengthen the compassion that you have. So we, when you see that person who is mis- mistre- mistreating you, we, we could say... Uh, uh, someone who mistreats you is a stranger. You can, you know, you're not going to see that person anymore. That's a stranger. You can forget about that person. You can say, oh, yeah, I have compassion for that person. But if that person is somebody who betrays you, somebody who you know, somebody you don't have to encounter again and again, and whenever you see that person, that emotion of that emotion that you were betrayed comes up. What do you do? Because this is going to destroy your work. What work? I'm trying to be a Buddha. What is a Buddha? Somebody who sincerely wished to help every, everyone. And he was one of the everyones. It was very difficult for you to have that kind of 
sentiment towards? What do you do with that person? So if you think of that person in this way, it will help you. The verse is not saying necessarily, actually, this is, the, this is the, your teacher, this is the Buddha. The, the verse is not, this verse is not talking about uh, uh, wisdom here in a sense of an, uh, meeting uh, um, something that is actual. But if you think that way, it will help you. And if you can sincerely think of that person as a teacher, in whatever way you can think of a teacher, that will help you. Don't try to go into the uh, ultimate, this is my ultimate teacher, and then, and then, and then fight in your, with yourself, but I, but I can't stand this person, oh my God, and if I think bad about my teacher, I'm going to go to hell, but this is my teacher, and look how bad he's treating me, oh, I can't, I can't help hating this person, this person is misbehaving towards me, but I can't just be my teacher. So instead of going through all this stuff in your whirlwind, in your mind, which is really an, another kind of meditation <laughs> that brings you something that you don't want, just think of this person as a teacher in some form or another. Okay? You are being taught a lesson whether you want to or not. Okay? So in that sense, it's your teacher. And if you want to connect that person to the ultimate teacher, you can think of that person as being a, an emanation. You can think of that, that very situation as being an emanation. Like, you may have known this person all your life, but at that particular moment, that, that more person is no longer that person you knew since you were born or since you were uh, uh, in grade school. At that very moment, this is an emanation. Just like... Uh, just like... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just like as if you had this uh, yeah. maybe not <laughs> uh, mm, sometimes <laughs> the people the, the personalities that you encounter in your dreams are not necessarily that personality especially if they're behaving strangely okay like your mother comes in your dream and your mother's flying you don't remember your mother flying. I don't remember my mother flying around. <laughs> but if you don't remember your mother flying around as a natural thing, and then you see your mother in your dream flying, maybe you can think, ah, maybe that's an emanation using the form of my mother. Okay. So you can think of it that way. So in the same way, you can think of, oh, this is this is someone I benefited. I'm I'm expecting, uh, in my mind, there's a part in my mind that's expecting this person to benefit me back. But instead, this person now betrays me, stabs me in the back. Ah, this must be an emanation. Okay. You can think of it that way. The thing is, don't let this situation become a situation that damages your practice of com uh, expending compassion for everyone. Okay? Don't let that become uh, something that destroys it. Because it can easily do it. And that's why a lot of people get out of the path. Because, uh, was it Vasubandhu? I think it was Vasubandhu. Anyway, he was a Hinayanist who was converted into a Mahayanist. That he was somebody who was just going out. All he, all he was interested in is uh, getting out of samsara. And then he picked up the Mahayana ideal. Okay, I'm going to work for all sentient beings. And he met someone who really got on his nerves. And he said, okay, that's it. <laughs> if this one person can get me on my nerves this way, and there are a lot of them out there, I don't think I'm going to, I think I can do this. <laughs> and then he decided, okay, I'm going to give up. But he didn't really give up. But... The thing is, if Vasubandhu was at that time already a, 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 such a great uh, spiritual pra practitioner, can even contemplate to give up the ideal of the Mahayana, the ideal to become a Buddha for all beings, we are in danger. Okay? You may have the sincerity of the sentiment right now, but when that one person comes, that precious jewel comes, that's your test. Okay? And recognize it as that, so you, so you don't lose your aspiration. Uh, one last thing I want to say about uh, how how can we draw inspiration from the world that what we are doing is of any value, that what we are doing is of any uh, benefit, of, uh, is is uh, effective. But I can tell you, if you look at the world right now, there is proof that. This kind of thing, this, you know, this uh, crazy people like you <laughs> 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 gathering in 
you know, instead of going out to bars, you know, there are plenty of bars on the street uh, on this, on the, on this uh, avenue. Instead of going to bars and just drinking your, uh, uh, yourself silly <laughs> and uh, doing something frivolous, you know, way to go to do something else, instead of your giving your knees some pain sitting on the, on the floor listening to this guy <laughs> just talking. And because you are aspiring to something that is, you believe deep within you is of great value. It's actually worth the sacrifice of not going to the bar tonight. <laughs> it's actually worth the sacrifice sitting down here and then giving your, your body the pain for, the, for tonight. And I tell you, it's, it's, a big, it's making a big difference in the world. The world has changed because of people like you. And it will continue to change for the better because of people like you. Now, there are uh, it used to be uh, an extraordinarily rare thing where you have organizations, people organized to, to uh, in a way where they want to do uh, lasting benefit, to, last, uh, to benefit the world in a lasting, lasting way. Now you are, there are many organizations that way. Now you have many people who are uh, uh, at least trying to get their minds in, 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 uh, uh, disciplined in such a way that they are thinking of how, how do I benefit? How do I benefit? Of course, it's a struggle. It will take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. It may not happen in your lifetime. But if you look at you know, civilization over all the many thousands of years that civilization has existed here, the, the, there is definite proof that works of extraordinary people is, 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 uh, is around, has affected the world. It will continue to affect the world. Okay. And then, uh, and this may sound like uh, mythology or it may sound like uh, a new agey kind of thing. You know, whenever, I'm even afraid of saying it, when the forces of good <laughs> get strong, the forces of I don't want to say the word evil. <laughs> almost sounds like I'm talking about some science fiction movie. <laughs> the forces of harming others, are <laughs> wishing to harm others, also appears to be strong, getting, getting equally strong. But that is, that is only an appearance. Okay. That is only an appearance. Just like when you are starting to develop, uh, train your mind, you start to be aware of, oh, Look at all those awful thoughts that exist in my mind. It's not that because you are training yourself, now all of a sudden they get, they get stronger. It's just that your awareness is, is, is broader. You're, able to, you're aware of what existed there all the time. So now we are aware of things that perhaps we thought were natural, that we thought were you know, part of the way things are supposed to be. Now we are saying, oh, they don't have, these things don't have to be here. And then we can get rid of them. Uh, diplomacy. The diplomacy used to be uh, at a time. There was a time when diplomacy used to be. Uh, look! Look at the size of my army. Look at the size of your army. <laughs> okay. What do you, <laughs> you really want to go through with this? <laughs> that was diplomacy. <laughs> but now you have nations who have almost no army. No, say, hey, this is what I want. <laughs> Talking to nations that we could blow them, you know, a hundred times over, and the nations that could blow them a hundred times over are listening. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then I'm blowing them up immediately. Okay, <laughs> they give them a little chance to change their minds. <laughs> At least they give them a chance to change their minds. <laughs> okay, but that is because of works of people like you. Okay. You may not become a Buddha immediately in this life, but the very fact that you are trying is having an effect in the world, a positive effect in the world. And it will last. It will continue to be there generations later, and generations later will pick up from it. They pick up from the momentum. They will pick up from the, the energy <laughs> okay, that you will have set up. Okay. So don't let the appearance that evil is getting bigger, getting stronger, don't let that, don't let, don't let that deceive you. Okay. All right. 
Uh, what meditation are you going to do? Uh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> I didn't explain it. Uh, well, I'll just review what I said. <laughs> just review. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's, it's all, all uh, the same meditation uh, role playing. See yourself in a situation, that person uh, who may have uh, deceived you or betrayed you, and then see yourself reacting out of compassion for that person instead. Okay. See that person as a teacher. Okay. And if you are a very fortunate person who doesn't have that kind of person, well, make one up. <laughs> that way when that person really comes, you'll be ready. <laughs> okay. Right, so if you can just go back to that that memory of the state of meditation in your hand. Let it be as vivid as you can have it. And let that memory infuse your whole being. Body, the mind. And once you have the slightest taste of that meditative state, bring your attention to your into your heart center, as though you're thinking in your heart center. And hold on to in the intention to strengthen and stabilize this meditative state while observing five cycles of breath.
all beings and strongly wish that this very tranquility that you're experiencing may become for them a cause to remove their sufferings may become for them a means for them to be happy and make that wish so strongly it's as if you are willing it to happen merit to the achievement of your ultimate goal. of the breath let you become aware of the body again start with the top of your head and put more and more until you reach your toes believe it but uh, maybe if it's going to go online I don't want the other people to some, there's some other people I don't want to hear it my favorite aunt is here tonight they want to sort of look like me but actually pretty <laughs> uh, 